He needs to aim higher. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power Up Suits, and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me all the way from up yonder is the one and only Leland from Aegis Brand Studios. What's happening, my guy? Not not a lot. Uh, just sort of digging myself whenever I need to, because, uh, you know, we're, we're suffering snow up here. Suffering snow. Yeah, we're suffering 65 degrees down here, so, yeah. Uh, sounds tropical. It's semi-tropical. Semi-tropical. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I fancy myself as a semi-tropical person, so anytime there's talk of snow, which, like I said, we're doing 65 today, and then Thursday when this show is released, it's supposed to be 27 and snowing and icing. So I, I'm I'm just going to trigger everyone in the Discord. I'm just going to post photos of like, you know, three feet of snow over the next week or so. <laughs> Definitely do it. Definitely. Yeah. It's uh, it's wild living in the South, especially Memphis, right up against the Mississippi River. The weather is just, it's out of control. Out of control. But you live with it. You know what I mean? It is what exactly. it is. Speaking of things we have to live with, grunts are a thing. And... <laughs> <laughs> are, are we allowed to talk about this? Because I, I have words. Well, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. So we have some new reveals, Leland, and we know that grunts are happening. We've known this for a minute now, and we finally have the Shadowland Daredevil, or SLDD, as I will be referring to him as, or, or Bad bad DD. <laughs> Which is the actually kind of timeline daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And so I'm excited to talk about him, talk about everything that we're doing uh, with these characters. And yeah, I mean, you know, these are the first two instances of grunts that we have in the game, but it seems to me like this is a, a feature that will be around for a while. Yeah, it definitely sounds like this is this is taking some prime real estate in the design space, which it can go either way at the moment. <laughs> like we we need to learn more about them still, right? Exactly, uh, and that's where I land on it. And for those of you that listened to my recent show with Aaron and John, where we talked about the Nick Fury and his grunts, that's kind of where I think we ended up as well. And at the end of the day, there is still too much unknown for me personally to say, "Boom, this is this is a good thing, a bad thing." Whatever. All we can look at right now in a vacuum is what this character and these characters are going to do on the tabletop. And these ones are kind of exciting, I think. Um, I'm interested to see what they do in general. I'm interested to see more Grunt's rules to kind of see if there's any other additional little synergies or anything there with these characters. But by and large, on, on, on the whole, I'm, I'm kind of just meh on the Grunt thing. And and I, I'm ready to have my socks rocked. Rock my socks. I don't know if that, is that a, that's a phrase. 
some variation of it, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to have that happen at some point with these, and it just hasn't quite happened just yet. Well, I mean, we've only seen two two instances of them so far, right? So exactly, exactly. So, anyways, first up, we're gonna dive right in. We're talking about these characters today. This this Shadowland Daredevil and the Hand Ninjas. So, first up, Leland, like we always do, we have to talk about this model and. Man, is this a divisive one? Yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't know. Like I, I sometimes I look at it and I feel like there's something there that I like, and then other times I look at it and just it just it looks boring. Yeah, I can see that. And what's funny is like the the contrast between Daredevil. And then the ninjas being all like explosive out of the smoke, you know, ninja vanish kind of like view thing. Like they're they're jumping out of the shadows with all these different weapons and everything. Like it's such a, a stark contrast, right? And it, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, go, going way back to like the old Ninja Turtles films. Like if you remember the second one when there's like this fight scene in the lab. And oh, yeah. and Shredder's like number one guy there is just kind of hanging back, pointing at the turtles, and all the the foot ninjas are going in and doing all the work. That's what this kind of reminds me of. Oh yeah, it just you know he's supposed to be imposing and difficult, but you're not seeing why. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point, and I think that once you see the card, you can kind of get a get a handle on why he's supposed to be imposing and difficult. But it's also, I will say, this pose is very kind of hearkening to I think a. a comic cover from the storyline that this comes from if i remember correctly like it's just he's just like standing there trying to you know flexing if you will (laughs) and and that's cool i i think it's really neat that we are starting to see some models that are kind of paying homage to you know classic uh comic book covers and artwork and all that sort of stuff right i i think there's definitely room for that in the design space it's just unfortunate because i'm sure they probably could have found a post that was a little bit more dynamic that had a little bit more going on for it yeah, and especially when you look at the original Daredevil that is, you know, arguably one of the most dynamic sculpts we have with his the way he's kind of like leaping and the 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 cord whipping around him and stuff like very dynamic, very interesting. And then we have Shadowland Daredevil here and for for me this this particular pose it's I think there's a little bit of elegance in its simplicity. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see that. I mean, it's it's very cleanly designed. Yeah. Uh, like he has a he has a very defined presence on the table at the very least. It's by no means a bad sculpt. I I just think it's dull. Yeah, and and right? I can I can totally jive with that. And the hand ninjas, though, I gotta say, I love these hand ninjas. They look so cool. And someone reached out to me on Facebook because I posted about this yesterday, and they said that uh, they're definitely doing these hand ninjas like foot ninjas and i'm like i'm here for it (laughs) you know what i would have liked to have seen actually um i would have liked to see a pose a little bit more similar to the artwork on his card oh yeah i i think it well it's a little bit more dynamic he has some motion there you know there's still the uh, this still has the batons with the cable between them all and everything it just it i don't know visually it's more interesting to me i can see that but what do you think of the hand ninjas i gotta get your opinion on the hand ninjas uh, they are a break risk waiting to happen. I know, right? Like, I'm looking at this, like, 
They are holding on by a thread, especially like if you look at it straight on, the one on the left. Like I don't even know what he's leaping off of. It looks like some something attached to the other one, the middle one's hip. It, it looks like like the um, the sash or something like that. He's right. leaping off or something. Right, and then the other one's just like hanging on that smoke. Yeah, these things are definitely breaking. Like visually, <laughs> very cool model. Like, Absolutely, I, I can't. I got to give him that. It's a very cool model. But yeah, that I'm gonna be paranoid of breaking that. Mm-hmm. And and these guys also lend themselves to being painted up like Mortal Kombat characters. Oh, there you go. Just do uh, Scorpion, Sub Zero, and ins- or I guess Reptile would be the other the other easy go to. Reptile, or and I know that this probably wouldn't be canonically right. Canonically, canonically, whatever. Uh, I would probably do Noob Cybot because I was a big Noob Cybot fan back in the day. But oh. Noob Cybot is actually Sub Zero after he dies. So the the black and gray palette. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you want to get crazy with it, do one with uh, what was it? I think. Was was it Striker that was like the yellow cyber ninja? Oh, oh, uh, maybe not Striker. Uh, it wasn't Striker. Oh my gosh, this is gonna kill me now. We'll find out later. If you are sitting there yelling at this podcast right now, uh, Cyrax. That's it, or something ha. along those lines. Anyway, yes, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm going to Google this now while we are continuing our discussion <laughs> because I need to make sure I'm right because. Yeah, it, it would freak me out if I wasn't. So, anywho, anywho, now let's talk about this character, because this is a very interesting thing, and yes, it's Cyrax, you're welcome. Beautiful. Yes. So, the grunts, we don't know kind of whether they start on the table or not, we don't know that. We don't know kind of what their action economy looks like. We don't know if what kind of restrictions there are on them other than I think they said that you can only have one instance of grunts on the table at a time. So, for instance, if you had Nick Fury and Shadowland Daredevil all in the same squad, you could only have one version of the grunts out at a time. So that's something that I think they mentioned earlier. But... Let's talk about Shadowland Daredevil first, then we'll talk about his grunts, and then we'll kind of put it all together. Does that sound good to you, Leland? Yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. So Shadowland Daredevil, his top stat line, he has a stamina value of six. He moves medium. He is size two, threat value of four. He has a four physical defense, a three energy defense, and a three mystic defense. So right off the rip, there's a big difference here between this Daredevil and the other one, and that is he moves medium versus the original one moving long. Is anything else kind of interest you in that top stat line? Uh, the, the extra point of health actually is something that um, that I really like on this one, and the extra point of physical defense. Yeah, those are two things uh, I noticed as well that I uh, think are, are really important for a character like this. I mean, original Daredevil is one of those characters for me that I was like, man... I always liked him. I didn't play him as much as maybe I should have, but I always liked him whenever I got him on the tabletop. And it always was like, man, if he just had like one more physical defense or one more health, he'd be so good. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really like that because I think Daredevil just in general needs to be played a little bit more aggressively. And the the extra little bit of, of help with the health and the, the defense there helps you do that. Uh, I don't even mind the the drop down to medium movement. Like as much as I love the long movement, um, I, I think medium is fine 
for for what Shadowland Daredevil does. Uh, and you know, we'll we'll get to why I think it's fine in a little bit. Um, but to me, that that's not even really an issue. In fact, I think that might actually help uh, you not overextend with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think that uh, the medium move for him works really well here as well. And just in general, it's it's a nice top stat line there it's nothing exciting or crazy or anything but it's just something that that i like to see personally one thing i do think is interesting though um we've started seeing four sneak their way into more character cards for defensive stats so i wonder if this is actually kind of a trend we're going to be seeing like for a long time it always felt like you know two threes and a two was kind of the baseline for what we were seeing for a lot of defensive stats but we're starting to see more fours and threes across the board so I'm just wondering if we're seeing a design shift with that. Yeah, I could see that. I think maybe it's kind of multifaceted in that you'll see you see the fours, you see less twos on the defense, but you're also seeing a lot more fives on like builder attacks and stuff like that. So maybe it's kind of that terrible, terrible phrase that I hate to utter here, you know, the power creep phrase, you know. I don't see it as that personally. I think that it's more of just a a way to differentiate different things and and stuff like that. I don't see it necessarily as like the the power creep or anything like that. I, I think that you can make an argument that there has been a slight power level uptick overall in the game lately, but I don't think it's been too too bad or too egregious or anything like that personally. No, it, it hasn't been a steep curve, which has been really nice. Right, exactly. So, Leland, what attacks does SLDD have? So, uh, his first attack is a coordinated strike, which is just a uh, it's a physical attack, range 2, uh, throwing 5 dice. Uh, it does gain uh, power for damage dealt to it, but it also has the extra little caveat that uh, when the attack is resolved, if there are no hand ninjas in play... Uh, you get to place them down within range one with an activated token. Okay, and, nice. Uh, you, you now have some mooks in your squad. So if they're not on the board, they start with an activated token, just like the shield ninjas or the, <laughs> the shield, ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> just like the rope squad over there. Uh, <laughs> I, I I now feel like I have to use the ninjas for shield agents now. Oh Just yeah, everyone gets ninjas. Everybody's a ninja now. If you yes. if you have minions, ninjas. Exactly. That's it. Forever MCP. You heard it here. If you have any kind of grunt, they are ninjas. See, there you go. Look at I'm, I'm already. I'm, I'm now waiting for multiple man. He's gonna have multiple mooks and and grunts, and they're all gonna be ninjas. Oh, that's right. Multiple man ninjas. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I like this a lot, and. We we can tell from the pictures that the ninjas are on what looks to be a 50 millimeter base. So having them placed within range one of Shadowland Daredevil here then means that they're kind of already within that range to potentially do some damage because he's doing an attack at range two and then they come in placed at range one. So some some interesting interesting synergy potential there when we get to the hand ninjas card because remember this attack is called coordinated strike so i don't know i i also like the prospect of using this placement as a way of blocking movement as well right absolutely Uh, you you get that attack in and next thing you know you you're just placing down a larger base with that just disrupts the other guy's uh, ability to move around you so you might actually be able to insulate uh daredevil from getting uh, getting double tapped by another like range two 
uh, fighter or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's some interesting play or even just, you know, you put the ninjas behind you and uh, you insulate Daredevil from getting uh, thrown or pushed backwards. Yeah. And I think that's also a really nice way to think about it because it just provides a lot of interesting things thrown, pushed backwards or even um, pulled forwards. You know, we, we've mm-hmm. seen the Web Warriors be a thing. So having this base to base model so that you can avoid being pulled off of position or out of position or something like that, I think could be very beneficial as well. Definitely some interesting play there. Absolutely. So next up. So next up, we have another physical attack. We have the baton snare, uh, which is a range four attack with four dice, no power cost. It ignores line of sight and uh, the defending character does not benefit from cover. Uh, And then it has the extra little thing pursuit. So before damage is dealt, this character may advance short towards the target character. And I really like this. Yeah. Why do you like it so much? So I I like it because, like I said, I feel Daredevil is a little bit more aggressive um, just in the first place. I think he he should play a little bit more aggressive. But with it being a range for attack, you could actually just do two attack actions with him and you're still getting quite a bit of movement. Uh, out of him in this particular case so you can you can just do some some nice little plink damage against a target and maybe use those two short advances to get onto an objective or to maybe get into a more uh, beneficial position or something like that mm-hmm. uh, so i i really like it i think that's yeah i i just really like it <laughs> yeah no i i'm right there with you i think that this is a really nice attack like it's missing the one line of text that i think would make it probably too good but at yes. the end of the day, I think this is perfectly balanced, as we'll see kind of as we get a little bit further down the card. You'll see why I think this is perfectly balanced. Like, I wish this generated power. Everybody listening to this is probably like, but it doesn't generate power. Yes, it doesn't. It's okay. Because I agree with you. I think that this little bit of extra movement, this pursuit, you know. <clears throat> and the nice thing about this version of of this ability here is... There's no trigger on it. You just yes. get to pursue. Yes. I love that. I love and, and, that. And anytime you can get that sort of reliability, especially when it comes to board position, is just absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And and that's the thing. It's going to sneak up on people. And like, if you think about in terms of your movement, right? So you move medium. And if you are, say, trying to go towards a mid-board objective, like let's say you're playing something like Hammers or maybe you're playing the alien ship crashes downtown or, or something with a middle-board objective, right? So a medium move and then a range four attack, you're in range as long as you kind of lined up straight across from that, right? right? So if you medium move... And then you do your range four attack, and then you get a short move. I'm pretty sure that gets you to contesting range. I it might be just off, but I'm pretty sure that's right there. Like either way, it, it puts you in a wonderful position going forward, and right. it, it you're starting to apply pressure to the guy on the other side of the table, right? Exactly. So exactly. So I'm I'll have to double check that range and look if you're out there and you're listening to this while you're chilling and painting, you know, fire up TTS and double check that because it's one of those things where it will sneak up on an opponent. You know, I know one of the things that that I've done a lot as a web warriors player is kind of the inverse of that is you know, you move someone like Gwen up, granted she has a long move, but just bear with me here. You move someone like Gwen up 
and then you impact webbing and you get that power then you web line the character closer to you off the point stuff like that you know mm -hmm. those kind of things are are really nice and those displacements are nice and when you have an attack that allows you to displace your own character to be in a more beneficial position i think it's one of those things we we've only seen a, an ability like this on angela i think and so I really like this on this character, and I think it's going to create some really interesting and fun movement shenanigans that you're going to be able to do with this character. And definitely creates a different way to play and a very big differentiation from the original Daredevil who had the baton hook where he would pull people in if he rolled a wild. I, I have to admit, at first I was actually down on this one because it wasn't uh, a pulling the enemy character. Uh, but the more I started thinking about it, the more I started thinking about some some various synergies, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later on, uh, the more I just really started liking this attack more and more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's definitely some fun stuff here. And uh, what's next? So next up, he's got uh, another physical attack, Demon's Devastation. And this is a range two with seven dice for three power. Uh, and if there is an allied hand ninja character within range two of the target character, you add two dice to the attack roll. So now it's a uh, nine dice attack. Uh, then it has a wild kicker for vanish. After this attack is resolved, place this character within range two. Nice. And uh, as, as a huge fan of Devil's Deliverance, when you can get those big dice attacks off, I love this. I, I think this is a lot of fun. Uh, especially with baton snare. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that if you have the power, like, and, and this is why I think that baton snare, if it had had the single gain of power, it'd be too good because demon's devastation is only three power. It would be nasty to be able to baton snare into range, then to demon's devastation. And then if your hand ninjas are already right there, and it's not within range one, which I really like. It's within range two. If the hand mm -hmm. is through in range two, boom, this becomes a nine dice attack. Now, it's important to note it's within range two of the target character. Correct. So not within range two of Daredevil. So you can't summon your ninjas and leave them behind. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's a very important note. Thank you for clarifying that, Leland, because it's, it's something that when I'm looking at this character and I'm looking at these attacks, all of this says to me a character that is going to kind of really be focused on that placement, on that movement, on the mobility, and kind of trying to set up these kind of things. And I think we have a character here, Leland, I want to see what you think, where we want to get to this spender, this demon's devastation, as much as possible, because I think it's pretty good. Well, and with it only being three power, it's not hard to get to that, uh, to get that, to get to that requirement at all, right? Absolutely. Like if there's there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of missions out there which will give you a little bit of extra power like if you're playing uh, cubes or something like that like fragments you know get a little bit of extra power that way or you know there's there's still R and D in the game or you know you can always bring bring Wong as a battery or someone else as a battery mm -hmm. yeah there's lots of ways of doing it absolutely and I'm just I'm really excited to see kind of all of this this unfold on the tabletop because. I like this Demon's Devastation a lot. It's really interesting and different. And even if you don't get the extra two dice from the Hand Ninjas, I think it's still really good. And it's affordable without that. But if you get that little bit of synergy, it really gets nice. And then I don't want to gloss over the fact of the, the Vanish at the end there. The Ninja Vanish. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I uh, smoke bomb. Smoke bomb. Yes, that doesn't cover anything. But no, <laughs> it's. I I really like that aspect of it too because now you were at that range too, or maybe even closer. And now all of a sudden you're maybe contesting an objective that your opponent didn't think you'd be contesting, or you're able to just get out of range for clapbacks. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think it's it's really cool. And I think uh, between Baton Snare and Demon's Devastation, Daredevil, like Shadowland Daredevil is surprisingly mobile for not having a long move. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And these are all of his attacks. And I think that this little bit of an attack suite here is pretty sweet. I, I have to admit, I would have liked to have seen at least one instance of a stun or something like that on here. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that might have been a little bit too much given given the suite of attacks. Uh, but it's, it's just unfortunate not to see a status effect on here somewhere. Absolutely. I, I can agree with that. A status effect would have been nice. But, Leland, I think we'll talk about his superpowers now. And first things first, we have a new criminal syndicate leader. And it's SLDD, the Shadowland Daredevil. And for those of you that aren't familiar with this storyline, the idea of the story is that Daredevil got possessed by a demon and took over the hand and basically took over Hell's Kitchen is kind of the the storyline. So it's a very interesting storyline if you haven't read it. So definitely go check that out. It's it's interesting for sure. that demon needs better aspirations. I mean, if he's just looking to take over Hell's Kitchen, he needs to aim higher. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, it definitely took uh, a whole lot of Daredevil's friends to take him down and get rid of that demon. It's it, Yeah, this is very interesting. And speaking of comic books, I'm going to take this opportunity real quick to... We have started a comic book reading club over on our Discord, and if you're interested in, in checking that out, you can check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol and get access to our Discord, and we're going to be doing the Jeff Lemire Moon Knight run. That is what we have officially been voted as as the choice, so I'm very excited for that. But it's going to be just, you know, take a month, read the book, and and there you go. Talk about it in our, in our discussion thread over there. So I'm really excited to do that, and yeah, check that out if you're interested. And, you know, I want to say I appreciate everyone over there for uh, voting on that and and for just supporting everything and I I gotta say like I just appreciate every everybody that is a part of that and I probably have to say I have the chillest discord I've ever seen it's super fun super chill nice conversations going on everybody's pretty cool even when they're talking about how black cat is or is not broken <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that here <laughs> some of us can go on tangents Everybody can, but it's super chill, and it's always really friendly and, and never, you know, there's never any, like, gatekeeper or anything. I just, I love it. I, I think it's it's a really wonderful environment, and oh, yeah. it's something that I, I got to say I really appreciate over there. So, you can check that out, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give the rest of the spiel later, but we are doing a comic book reading club, so I think it's pretty fun. My, my, my vote didn't win, so. Hey, maybe it will next time. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited anyway, especially with Moon Knight coming out on Disney Plus soon, right? Exactly. So yeah, it, it should be good reading. It is. I've read that series before. It's incredible. So, superpowers. New leader, Shadow War Criminal Syndicate is the leadership. So, I I find this interesting that we have another four threat leader. 
for criminal syndicate because most other leaders, I don't want to say most, but we've it's seeming like the other leaders tend to be different threat values, at least at this point. So it's interesting to see that we have a four and a four. So you have to kind of make that choice when you're playing this. But we'll talk about what this leadership does. When an allied character attacks an enemy character holding or contesting an objective, it may re-roll one of its attack dice. This leadership ability can re-roll skull results. Very spicy. It certainly has a lot of utility. I mean, it, it doesn't excite me like some other leaderships we've seen, but this is definitely going to get a lot of mileage uh, on the board. So I really like this because I think, like you said, it's going to get a lot of mileage. Like it's not the flashiest. It's not the wordiest. And if you've played Web Warriors, it's inverse Web Warriors is what it is really, attack dice versus defense mm-hmm. dice. The only difference here is that the leadership ability is when you use that reroll, that's when you get to reroll skulls instead of just flat out its skulls. It's when you're using the the specific Shadow War reroll. So like if you've got Zemo and Shadowland Daredevil standing next to each other, your Zemo reroll is not what allows you to reroll the skulls. It's the Shadow War. Yeah, and that that's definitely gonna catch some people off guard. Um, so it's v- very important to read the wording on the card. Absolutely. So with that being said, though, I really like this leadership. I think that Cable wishes he had this leadership. <laughs> oh, poor Cable and X-Force. <laughs> I mean, like, th- this is really nice. And it's it's it seems fair, and it seems like it's going to create a very consistent criminal syndicate, which I'm really excited to see. And as we're going to talk about kind of at the at the end here when we talk about affiliations and kind of best ways to use this character i i think that this becomes a really spicy thing personally yeah it i i think you can you can a lot of characters will benefit from a leadership like this yep and it's it's gonna make it's gonna make shadowland daredevil a really nice leader to run um and even just in 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 criminal syndicate in general there's a lot of heavy hitters oh yeah criminal syndicate so having that extra re-roll is uh it's actually kind of scary yeah i think it's going to be pretty nice i I really like this leadership a a lot and then the rest of his superpowers are all innate he only has innate superpowers over here so first up radar sense because of course he has his radar sense when defending against physical or energy attacks this character adds blanks in its defense role to its total successes as we saw with the OG Daredevil, this can be very powerful. I don't know about you, Leland. Seems like every time I roll defense dice with Daredevil expecting him to survive something, I roll hits and crit fails. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dice just have skulls on them these days. <laughs> the way I've been rolling lately, that's how it kind of feels. Yeah, it's it's hilarious to me because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got somebody with martial artist. Cool, they'll be fine. And then next thing you know, it's like the, the t- two sides of the die that you don't want well it's three three faces of the die because there's two hits and then failure but you know there's two results but you can have success on five out of eight sides of a die and you don't get a single success Oof, man that feels bad well, well, well let's just put it, let's just put it this way i i recently filmed a game where zemo punked amazing spider-man in one activation oh man <laughs> he rolls in does six damage 
I block none of it, or I block like two of it or something like that. And then his next attack, he spikes heavy, does eight damage, and, you know, I, I block virtually none of it again. And so, Oof. yeah, <laughs> dice yeah. gonna dice. Yeah, dice are gonna dice, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, radar sense. With four physical defense, this is probably gonna be pretty darn good. It is good in general. It's just, it's funny oh, yeah. how, like, we all remember the super bad things more so than some of the super good things. Of course, that, that's the stuff that makes you laugh or salty, right? Exactly, exactly. But, but no, I, I really like this. With that four physical defense, uh, I feel that radar sense is going to get a lot more mileage for you. Absolutely, on this six one. stamina. So I, yeah, I, I I really dig it. I this this is the tanky daredevil that I was hoping to see in the first daredevil. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm excited to get this one on the table as a result. Absolutely. Next up, we have stealth. So Which characters regular be, daredevil does not have exactly regular daredevil does not have stealth. So as someone who is taking a janky all stealth list to an event soon, yes, I'm, I'm here for it. And I wish I was able to put Shadowland daredevil into that list because yeah, that'd be super fun. <laughs> so yes, characters like must it. be within range three of this character to target it with attacks. One thing that having played a lot of stealth characters, Superpowers are not affected by stealth, so Venom can still pull you in. Just be ready for that. Mm -hmm. And then yes. next up, we have Wall Crawler because, of course, he has Wall Crawler. The original one had Wall Crawler, and he is, you know, super nimble, all that fun stuff. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I really overall I like the suite of um, abilities and options that he has to him. Um, yeah, the the addition of stealth, the extra health, the extra physical defense. He's going to be a bit of a nightmare to take off the table unless you're really focusing on him. Right. And let's not forget Baton <laughs> Snare, range four. So you can Baton mm -hmm. Snare someone while in stealth, you know, and you don't have to pursue them. Like, personally, I like the pursuit. I like to get up in there. But you can use that to your advantage. And, yes, it's only four dice. And, you know, I poo-poo I four dice plenty. But... You are going to have access to the Shadow War, being able to re-roll if they're contesting or holding an objective token. So you can use that to your advantage. And another fun little tidbit for those of you out there that might want to want to play a little bit of a competitive side of things. Characters, if there's an extract on the ground, they are contesting that objective. They don't have to be holding an extract in order to be contesting it. So like, let's say that you, you were able to daze someone and drop it to within range of some of their other characters that still counts as them contesting that extract objective so keep that in mind with her this leadership mm -hmm. yeah a little little fun little spicy bit there so now leland let's talk about the injured side the more demonic side if you will all right where, where do you want to start just the the top stat line yeah, there we'll start at the top so we have seven stamina on his injured side so if you're reading this right or if you're hearing me if you're doing the math at home six plus seven 13 that's a hardy boy that is at four threat that's a that's a pretty good bit of stamina at four threat i think uh, I, I haven't looked at other comparable four threats but that's one of the higher ones i think and then we have the only other change here is he goes down a physical defense, so his physical defense goes down to three, but his mystic defense goes up to four, which I find to be a very interesting and flavorful touch. 
It is, especially with uh, with the like the really recent Mystic Wave that we've had come in, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's really nice to to see that sort of change. I still think because of Radar Sense and Stealth, you're still getting some good mileage out of that three physical defense and three energy defense. Oh, definitely. So I don't really feel he loses a lot by losing that uh, that one physical die, uh, but I feel he gains a lot by gaining that one Mystic. Absolutely. And then what else changes on his attacks there, Leland? Uh, so the other one is Demon's Devastation is uh, has now become a mystic attack. And uh, there's no more Vanish attached to this one, though. Okay. So it's just uh, it's just a big, beefy attack. Um, you still get the extra dice if your hand ninjas are within range two of the target character, which is really nice. It's still three power, uh, but it's going to be getting a big boost from one of his superpowers. Exactly. So we gain a new superpower here, and it's the only only thing other than Demon's Devastation on this dude's card that he can spend power on. And it is, there is only the beast. And it'll cost you three power. It's an active superpower. The next time the Demon's Devastation attack is used, this activation, its range becomes A2. So for three power, plus the three power from Demon's Devastation, so six power total, you can turn that attack into Area 2, which is very similar to the Devil's Deliverance that we saw on the original Daredevil. And you think, Leland, let me ask you this. How often have you found yourself using area attacks or feeling good about area attacks, stuff like that? Uh, I actually, I'm going to be completely honest. I feel best using area attacks with daredevil. I've gotten so much mileage out of devil's deliverance. Yeah, same. So I, I saw demons devastation and I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's a big single digit or a single target attack. And then I read, you know, there's only the beast and you know, I, I just got all giddy inside yeah. when I read that one, especially late game when, when the table has a habit of just starting to clump up around turn three or so. Right. Yeah. And uh, being able to get get something like this off, like getting the Devil's Deliverance off, was is a huge boon for Daredevil. Getting this one off, especially considering it's a Mystic attack, is uh, it's gonna hurt. Like it's this is something that will clear an objective for you. Yes, this will definitely. And and in terms of usage, right? Like when you're thinking about using this, or maybe even using Shadowland Daredevil, you know, something like Gamma Wave, or something like Demons Downtown, or Research Station, you know, some of these these more clumpy scenarios is where you're going to want to have access to something like this. And I think that this is one of those things that, again, could really sneak up on your opponent. It's like, Oh, Daredevil sit over there with six power. Well, he doesn't have anything to spend it on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just comes in like a wrecking ball at that point. Exactly. So. Exactly. You know, it's it's just Daredevil's head on Miley Cyrus's body. Just imagine that. <laughs> well, that or you can go with the Kool Aid Man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just oh yeah. <laughs> um, but but the fact that because of Baton Snare as well, like you have that extra little bit of. Um, that extra little bit of movement that you can sneak in there as well. Absolutely. So you can actually sneak in, uh, you know, a baton snare to get into position and that could catch some people uh, off guard. Absolutely. Right? And, and again, it's important to note here, daredevil doesn't have anything to spend his power on 
outside of these two things. And on his healthy side, it's literally just his attack. So I don't know about you, Leland. I see this character as a battery for a lot of things. I see him as a character that once he builds up some power, let's say he hasn't taken a lot of damage, so he's unlikely to flip. So maybe you use him as your advanced R&D guy to just throw advanced R&Ds out to everybody. You know what I mean? Just have some little power cookies. He gives a lot of utility because of that. Yeah, like he's, you know, he, he's just going to generate power, which is really nice. Uh, but it also means that he, you could really build an interesting suite of tactics cards to go with him as well. Exactly. Because he's, he's going to have power to use them. Exactly. And one of the important <laughs> ones to note here is all according to plan. The one that allows the criminal syndicate to steal priority from someone, you know, it's a card that has very situational uses in my experience. I've played a fair bit of CS and it's one that like you want it and when you don't have it, it definitely kind of feels bad, but generally you can build a CS roster where you're going to have priority fairly regularly. Well, with a character like Shadowland Daredevil here, you're going to have the power to just flood that card and and steal that priority at an optimal moment. And I'm I'm just I'm here for it. And I'm and like you said, it allows you to bring a really interesting suite of tactics cards that, you know, another one that comes to mind that's CS affiliated is Cruelty. You know, it's a card that when I played CS really snuck up on people because, oh, I did a little bit of damage. Well, here, I've done two attacks. I did a little bit of damage on that second attack. Well, let me throw Cruelty on there, see if I can finish you off. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like those kind of little things are really interesting to me and, and, it's just, I think it's exciting and fun to to kind of bring in a little bit of those those weird interactions, and we don't even know what cards he comes with. Yeah, so I mean, we we could see some of that really capitalizes on on the abilities that he has here, and exactly. I I'm I'm all for it. Like this this is this is one of those cards that the more I've been looking at it, the more excited I am about running it. Absolutely, and it's so funny to me because, you know. Nick Fury, I feel like, was was okay in his own right, but I feel like he was just intrinsically tied to whatever his grunts do, right? Like, like he was fine as a four-threat character. I think Shadowland Daredevil, regardless of what the hand ninjas do, like, obviously, we know what they do. We're going to talk about it here in a second. Shadowland Daredevil, on the tabletop by himself, I think is a valuable character at four-threat. I, I think he is tanky. I think that he has a really nice suite of attacks, and I just I'm here for it. Oh yeah, and I I could actually see him being a viable splash for a four threat into other affiliations as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm all I'm all here for him. So, all in all, I I really like Shadowland Daredevil. And let's talk about his hand ninjas, and then we can kind of bring it all together here. So the hand ninjas, the top stat line, they have two stamina, they move medium, they are size two physical defense of one an energy defense of one and a mystic defense of two so pretty simple little stat line there for the ninjas nothing too exciting the de- the mystic of two is interesting but it's probably not going to help them survive much no not not at two health i mean the, you don't bring these guys into tank hits right exactly like the, these are these are mooks to you you're you're not necessarily unhappy if they're being attacked but don't expect them to live past one attack. Exactly. So what attack do they do, Leland? 
So they have Ninja Weapons, which is a range 2 attack with 4 dice that has a double wild bleed effect on it. Nice. So you're you're not getting the bleed very often on this one. It's going to be nice when it hits, but don't bank on it. Exactly. And it is physical. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is physical. Very simple range 2 4 dice. So yeah, their 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 Ninja Weapons are probably pretty dull. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're just there to get in the way, right? Exactly. This is this what I'm about to read. It's what they're here to do. So they have a few superpowers here. They have an active superpower called Ninja Vanish. It will cost you zero power because, as we remember, grunts cannot gain power. So it is an action. Interesting. Move <coughs> one asset or civilian token held by this character to another allied character within range three. The allied character is now holding that token. A character cannot hold more tokens than allowed by the crisis due to this superpower. Then this character is KO'd. Interesting. Yeah. This is really interesting. I'm worried about this one simply because we haven't seen everything come out about how grunts are working just yet. I like it. I, I I'm I'm not worried about it because I think it's bad. I think it's actually fantastic. Yeah. But uh I'm uh, I'm just I'm a little worried about it. Yes. And it's important to note I'm going to go ahead and read this next part because I I want to I have a comment about this after I read this next part. They have another superpower down the card called the hand. This character cannot contest secure objectives. This character does not have to pay power when interacting with civilian or asset tokens. So that's how they're able to grab a token and then send it back down the line. So I'm with you in the concern for this in that it's a little different than what hired muscle was, right? Like we had this conversation when we talked about the shield agents, the shield ninjas, mm-hmm. <laughs> as they're so affectionately called now. Um, we had this conversation with them and how the ability to move and displace extract tokens is one that can kind of get a little wonky. And the problem with the hand ninjas and what they're going to be able to do is it's going to feel a little hired muscly where if you have priority and you're running these guys, they're able to get to the middle of the board and depending on kind of what other effects you have going on, I mean, they could easily take an objective and send it back down the line. I mean, if you're thinking about kind of movement and action economy, they can't get to the middle of the board in one move action they have to take two so you wouldn't be able to do this right away but they can do it like with cube fragments right like they can they can get to one of yours really quickly send it to somebody else vanish off the table and then the rest of your squad's able to kind of change what their tactics are around that so it but there are affiliations and leaderships and characters and all this different stuff that allow for placements and stuff like that And when you start to factor that kind of stuff in, getting these characters out of activation movement so that they can get to an objective in one move and then ninja vanish it back to one of your teammates, it can kind of get a little spicy. Well, I mean, you you add to the fact that because of the way 
the ninjas get placed as well, right? Like they get placed within range one, uh, and then they're on a larger base themselves. And then as long as they're within range one of uh, of that particular objective, that's a that's an extra little bit of space that the principal character, the parent character, did not have to move in order to threaten an objective, right? Exactly. And then you factor in the range three. Like the the objective doesn't have to go back to the parent character exactly. with a ninja vanish. It can go back to maybe you have a tanky crossbones sitting within range three. Right? You know, you, mm-hmm. you just slap you just slap it on him then and well all of a sudden you have crossbones who, you know, he can take quite a few punches. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just it's it's worrisome for me as a result. So where I think that we get into the murky, worrisome waters, more more so than what you laid out. Like, I, I see where you're going with that. And and there's a myriad of different characters that that, could, that that example could apply to. But what worries me is when it's late in the game, you're you're trying to, like, hang on. You know, everybody's got a little bit of damage on them. Someone spikes a roll. Boom. You drop a a couple cube fragments or a couple hammers, whatever, Right. Like you, you drop these things. So it is important to note here. It is move one token to another character. So you can't have three tokens on these guys and then bust all three tokens to somebody. But that one point can make a difference. So where I'm going with this is someone gets dazed. These guys grab a cube fragment, hand it off to someone like, uh, God forbid I say black cat, but... <laughs> hand it off to someone like Black Cat, right? Black Cat now has a grappling hook place two plus two long moves to get away and yeah. and no longer interact with the game. There, There is a lot of potential for feel-bad moments with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, again, I mean, this is all this is all speculation, right? Like we exactly. need to obviously see how how these guys operate a little bit more. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm placing my trust in amg on this one uh yeah. i'm i'm hoping that they that they know what they're doing uh i'm not going to claim to be a game designer in any in any sense of the word so you know i'm I'm going to go with their expertise and just hope that uh hope that they get it right yeah and and i think that one of the things i when i read this card and when i see kind of the broader meta if you will of mcp we're kind of going away from those like crazy turn one things. And I don't see anything here that's not egregiously going to be telegraphed from a turn one perspective. Like there's nothing here that's like, okay, well, turn one, this crazy play can happen. That's going to allow the ninjas to do something insane. I think it's more of a like once the game's going and then they can kind of do some weird stuff. Yeah, and that is definitely a very important thing to keep in mind because I mean, right now we don't know if if the ninjas can start on the table or if they always have to be summoned, for instance. Right. Um, so that's a very important thing, which means that because the way they're summoned is a range to attack, you know, unless you have an opponent who is very hyper aggressive, you know, Daredevil's not getting that attack off on turn one. Exactly. Which which means no ninjas on turn one, which. You know, in and of itself, that could be an early game balancing factor for them. Exactly. And not only that, but we don't know what their action economy is like. Like I, I said, you know, they could move, move or something like that, but maybe they only get one action. You know, it's possible. Yeah. So uh, who knows? But it's one of those things where we need more information. 
and there is something else on this card that I'm going to read in just a second. But this, I just find this to be a very interesting way that these characters interact on the board, and it's one that I think could could create some feels bads, like you said. But at the same time, I feel like it, it's maybe we'll just have to see how it plays out because it's, it's just going to take time. But the next superpower is an innate superpower here: ninja ambush. When this character is placed onto the battlefield as a result of coordinated strike or ancient throwing blades, special rules, it may immediately make an attack. See, that's what I was mentioning earlier when I said with the coordinated strike, them being able to come in and boom, all of a sudden, you have a four dice attack. Now, granted, four dice physical, you know, who knows what it's going to do. Sometimes it's like, you know, you're you're hitting a, a brick wall with a newspaper, but... Other times, it's like you're hitting that brick wall with a pickaxe. Yeah, it's it's an extra little chance to do some damage. I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I I like it. I think that's really good. Um, and if it takes out that last little that last little point of damage, perfect. I mean, they they just made their points, right? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I think that's a really nice thing. It turns that five dice attack functionally into like a rapid fire four dice attack really interestingly and then if there are objectives involved with the reroll situation from the Shadowland from the Shadow War uh leadership i mean like it could it could be interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. no I, I i definitely like it i i think it's a nice little nice little touch to yep. the whole thing and then another fun fact that we glean from not only this superpower but from the very last and eight superpower on this card grunts electra and Shadowland Daredevil. So Elektra is going to have some interactions with these characters as well, which brings up a whole host of other questions. Well, I mean, Ancient Throwing Blades is very likely Elektra's way of bringing them onto the table, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, clearly right here. That's what she Clearly, clearly. Yes, (laughs) Yes, I'll take the role of Captain Obvious today. Yes, Captain Obvious Leland, everyone. Thank you. Um, But no, you're you're right. So it's going to be interesting to see what Elektra brings to the table and how they interact uh, on that front as well. Yeah, and... What's interesting to me and the question I have and I need to know the answer to is, all right, so let's say that I bring them onto the table with Daredevil in one activation. They ninja vanish, pass off an an objective token. Can Elektra bring them right back onto the table during her activation and now she's the parent character? And can it flip-flop like that back and forth constantly? Oh, yeah. And I mean, that that's one of the weird series of actions that I'm a little concerned with. Uh, but of course, it's also something that's it's very easily handled if a little caveat in the grunts line saying, you know, they can only be summoned once per round or once per turn or well, once per round, I guess, is probably the way they would have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if they do that, I think if they do that, a lot of my concerns about grunts go away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. You open the door to some very interesting sequences of events if uh, if you can kind of do a weird daisy chain type thing like that. It'd be insane. Like that would be that'd be crazy if you could like chain it around. Like I, I don't even know. Like I don't even know, but that'd be nuts. So I, I mean, if they let you do that, I will definitely try a list like that out at least once. But oh, you're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't lift a good look a gift horse in the mouth, right? Exactly. The last thing I want to say about the the hand ninjas specifically and about ninja vanish specifically is I saw this question come up on the Facebooks and I think it's a valid question. I don't 
know the answer because we'll have to get a rules form answer from it and we won't get that until these characters are released. However, reference Ninja Vanish. It's an action move one asset or civilian token being held by this character to another allied character within range three is now holding the token, cannot hold more. Then this character is KO'd. The question is, is this or them being killed via attacks the only way to get these characters off the board? And if they aren't holding a civilian or an asset token, can they use this superpower to be taken off the board? And the logic and the reason for that question is, well, let's say that I have, I'm have i playing something and I have effectively neutralized the hand ninjas, right? Well, and I've also, by, by them not being KO'd off the board, I limit the ability and effectiveness of coordinated strike. So I, I think that it's an interesting question to bring up because if they cannot be removed from the board any other way other than ninja vanish or just being taken out, then I think that their utility gets hemmed in a little bit. Yeah, no, that that's definitely an interesting uh, an interesting perspective on it. Uh, I hadn't really considered that uh, a lot while reading over it, but yeah, so many questions that need to be answered for with the, with this one. Absolutely, absolutely. And and on a, on the flip side of that, if they can just use this superpower, whether or not they're holding an objective token, then then I think that's pretty good. And in terms of especially adding to Shadowland Daredevil's utility, I personally reading this card, I would say that they have to have an objective token in order to do this. But if they don't, that's awesome. And it's just like a wording thing because it's a then this character is KO'd thing. So it's like a they have to do the one thing and then the other thing. Like even to use the superpower, it feels like. It feels like the, they have to have the token, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, just, like just, just the way I'm reading because that, that's the action that's being performed and then being KO'd is the consequence exactly. of that action, right? Exactly. So. Just just a big question to keep in the back of your mind when you're thinking about this. And like if you're at home and, and you're wanting a little homebrew, try these guys out, you know, try it both ways and see what happens, but be prepared for the way you like the best to be said, no, you can't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So, Leland, now we we've talked about Shadowland Daredevil and we've taken an hour to talk about this this one character because I think he's a big character in a lot of ways, right? And now I want to talk about kind of affiliations and stuff. And I want to start with Criminal Syndicate because, yes, he is Criminal Syndicate. He's a leader for Criminal Syndicate. But I think he brings a bit of a different game to the Criminal Syndicate than what our Kingpin friend does, right? I, I think he he brings a more aggressive Criminal Syndicate. Like, I think Kingpin Criminal Syndicate it definitely wants to play the game of sit on an objective, hold the objective, right? Right. Whereas uh, Shadowland Daredevil is definitely more of I'm going to take your objective, Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I, I actually really like that because I think Criminal Syndicate just in general has some really strong, aggressive characters that you can pull upon. And they now actually have a leadership bonus that that will actually let them take advantage of that. Exactly. And one interesting thing here is so if you play Criminal Syndicate or if you've played against Criminal Syndicate, most people think of how Kingpin sits on the secures, right? Like push button secures are bad news for them, but the the stand there infinity formula type secures or anything where you just have to stand there and contest it, the Mayor Fisk, Terrigen Mists, those kind of things are, are really good. But there's another part of 
illicit network leadership that people forget, and it is that an allied character can spend two power and move an asset or civilian token held by the active character to another allied character within range three. So it's funny that I think the hand ninjas get that ability as an action instead of for the paying power thing, which I, I find to be very interesting. So they kind of have some overlap, but it is a little different. And it's it's just different enough, um, which I think I, I think as a result, it fits perfectly well uh, within this particular affiliation um, bonus. Uh, and I think it gives a lot of interesting plays uh, to the uh, to the affiliation itself. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I like it. That's it's it's an excellent little interaction. And I, I'm gonna be honest, I typically forget about that second half of Kingpin's affiliation bonus quite a bit. What's funny is that's actually the first half. That's the first thing on the card. Oh well see, there we go. I just yeah. think about like, you know, you count as two for securing it when you're healthy, right? Exactly. That and that's the thing. Like it's one of those things where you don't think about it until you need it and then it's yeah. It, it's just an interesting thing. But with all this being said, I I think that Shadowland Daredevil really spices up the criminal syndicate. And let's not forget that there is a tactics card that's coming called Versatile Strategy. It's coming with Juggernaut. And Leland, have you heard of this card? This is the uh, the one that lets you swap your leadership on the fly, right? Exactly. So I will read the card just because I think it's important here because this is an instance where like everybody thinks about that card with like Brotherhood or X-Men or Avengers, but I think that with Criminal Syndicate, it is actually really interesting. And the card reads like this. An allied character with an active leadership ability may play this card. So whichever character you designate as your leader is the one that gets to play this card. It has no power cost. You may choose a non-active leadership ability of an allied character in your squad that corresponds to your squad affiliation. The chosen leadership ability is now active instead of the current leadership ability. All effects of the original leadership ability expire. So the reason why I bring this up is because I definitely think that there is a start the game, Shadowland Daredevil aggressive list, get everyone into position, boom, you pop Kingpin's leadership and now you're you're taking a bunch of points that maybe weren't expected. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that that really opens up the game to just piling on objective points around turn three or so. Because mm-hmm. I think that might be the ideal time that you start doing it. Because anything beyond turn three, you're probably losing a bunch of your healthy characters. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you, you pile that on around turn three and all of a sudden, you know, the, the opponent's thinking that they're, that they're secure in a bunch of their objectives and, you know, you just pop that over. And if you have a, a, a big beefy bunch of uh, criminal syndicate boys, you know. Or, yeah. or even someone like uh, even fast movers like um, uh, like Black Cat or something like that, you know, who are getting the long moves to just go over and just steal an objective from you. Exactly. Exactly. And even even the out of affiliation options that you could bring to a list like that, like obviously, I think if you're going to make a list like that, if you're going to try to try the versatile strategy, <laughs> pun intended, if you're going to try that, then I would say you probably start with a core of SLDD. Kingpin and Bullseye. You start there, that's your 10 points no matter what, right? And then you kind of build according to what the crisis setup is, right? And there's so many out of affiliation characters that could benefit from stuff like this. You know, someone, shoot, like a Ghost Rider. I mean, all of a sudden, like, yeah, it's only four models, five if you count the hand ninjas. Like, that's 
that's interesting, I think. And there's there's just so many other ways you can go with it. And it makes characters, I think that this leadership in general, like someone like Shadowland Daredevil's leadership here, brings other characters that we haven't talked about in a long time back to a very interesting place. And one of those specifically is Killmonger. I think that this this leadership with Killmonger is <coughs> Spice Town, population well, death. Kill, Killmonger's already good at at punching the other guy, right? Like getting that extra reroll on top of all that is really nice. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see that. The other one that actually comes to mind is uh, some of those some of those little two threat characters, um, like Bullseye with an extra reroll. Bullseye, Rocket, Nebula. Whew. Yeah. Those are really nice. Uh, Toad. Yeah. I could actually see some fun use with Toad. Um, and then, of course, I, I keep thinking about like some some beefy boys. Like I'm thinking like, you know, Juggernaut. Yeah. You know, you throw yeah. Juggernaut into this like the reroll doesn't matter much. But, you know, you you swap into Kingpin's leadership, you know, at, at turn two, turn three with and then Juggernaut is just sitting on an objective and you basically just said mine. Yep. Right. Exactly. And one interesting thing to note about that tactics card is that it doesn't have to be that character's turn. It just is, so it's unaffiliated and it's on your turn. So you can have everything set up, and then at the very last activation you have, let's say the very last activation you have is Rocket. Boom. Daredevil can play this card. Yep. And you're just yoinking all the objectives at the end of the turn. Yeah, and, and it's just it's so interesting to me the way this is worded. An allied character with an active leadership ability may play this card. So Daredevil's turn is way done, and he just goes, "Boop, I'm gonna play this card." Like it, like that's awesome. It's uh, quite versatile. Yeah, quite versatile, and it's just I find it all very interesting. And and like there's so many different ways you can go with this. I think a character like I mentioned a while back, Omega Red. Is, is really interesting here with now he gets a little bit more access to the drain life you know now the the power generation for him gets a little better and pulling people in and all that stuff like I'm just I'm super excited to try this out but Leland let's now talk about where we see Daredevil outside of his criminal syndicate home so I I actually like Daredevil in quite a few places um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take uh, your easy one uh, for you <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to you uh, but I do like Daredevil in um, I do, actually I rather like him in defenders yeah why is that? Uh, well I I like he's beefy enough uh, that he can take a couple punches back but you add in the ability to uh, to hex as yeah. well right and all of a sudden, like you're you're now removing an ability for them to punch you back as hard as they might have otherwise been able to do so. Oh yeah, because they can't rely on on the crits exploding, right? Exactly. Um, so I, I feel like that's actually, I, I feel like he's a very nice replacement for standard Daredevil in Defenders. Uh, and I would definitely like to see see some play with him there. I, I think he, I think a list that. I, I feel like Defenders is is always a little on the slow side when it comes to ramping up a lot of damage at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so having this one where you have someone who's a little bit more aggressive but can actually take a punch in return lets you kind of set up everything else uh, on your team. Or alternatively, you know, you have somebody that's uh, a little bit more aggressive that can can swoop in and and deal a good chunk of damage and then, you know, vanish out, just bug out of there as well, right? Exactly. Exactly. So – yeah, I, I actually really dig him in, in Defenders. And I mean, think of it this way. Like when you have uh, Demon's, uh, what is it, Demon's Deliverance? De- Demon's Devastation. 
devastation. That's it. Like having the ability to change that to an energy attack, for instance. Uh huh. You know, I'm not going to say no to that. At You're all. darn right. You're darn right. Like I'm, I'm so with you there. Like I, I think that defenders is a really interesting place for him. And let's not forget, like we don't know where this guy is going to be affiliated. We know criminal syndicate, but like he could pop up in something else. And I find that to be very interesting as well to see kind of like where where he's going to land, you know, and I think defenders is a really interesting option for him because, like you said, being able to get those kind of different hexes and stuff like that. But I think more interestingly than that is like being able to baton snare from that range and potentially get that hex off on only four dice and change that into an energy if you're attacking venom or a mystic if you're attacking wolverine or something i really like that i think that oh, sounds yeah. really cool you know what i mean yeah, i i think that just we're you're just adding another tool to an already busy toolbox right yes with defenders and that's and that's something i really like about putting them in defenders and because you're already typically building a little bit of a higher uh, a higher threat cost list anyway mm-hmm. i don't feel that he's a hard one to slot in there i think he very easily takes an existing four slot without too much too much uh uh difficulty yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you right there 100 percent, 100 percent. and another place that i like to think of him would it could be very interesting in and that's midnight suns that that one's a really interesting one as well because I mean the the bump in the night gives yeah. him that extra little bit of movement to to maybe get him within range. He's always he's almost always going to have the power to exactly. bump, exactly. Which uh, which in and of itself is is a big deal. Uh, that's actually really interesting because I think he he also really pairs well with Blade. Yeah. He doesn't do the bleed synergy things, but, you know, you've got the hand ninjas that can potentially get a little bleed off. And then if he's up in the thick of it and maybe he's got a bleed on him and then Blade comes up and is able to heal and and get a power off of his teammates that are bleeding, stuff like that. Like, you know, I think that kind of stuff is really interesting, but I think it's more about the bump in the night and being able to bump into that range or out of that range for baton snare and then being able to get in there, bump into demons, devastation range stuff, just different little things. And like we talked about, he should have power for days. And anytime I see a character that's going to have easy power generation or generally have a good power situation, midnight sun seems like a good place for him. Now I will say the only caveat to this is midnight suns tends to want to stay as affiliated as possible on the tabletop to get the most out of their siege of darkness turn. Right. But Could just, you imagine if he gets uh, affiliated with Midnight Suns? Oh my God! Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, a Siege of Darkness baton, uh, baton snare. Oh man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but it's just, I think that there's something interesting there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how it's strong or anything like that, but I definitely think that that is an interesting place to put this character. I, I think it definitely works in Midnight Suns. I think uh, it really helps you build a very punchy Midnight Suns list. Uh, but the fact that he has that that range on him as well, like Bump in the Night just gives so many options mm-hmm. on, on how you want to go about doing it. Uh, or even like sometimes maybe a Bump in the Night is all you need to sneak in that uh, that that nine dice attack. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And it is important to note that if you are using Shadowland Daredevil or any character that has grunts with 
Midnight Suns, Bump in the Night, you can't use it on the grunts because they can't, they don't have power, so they can't use that. So yeah. keep that in mind. All that to say, I am, uh, I think he's, he's interesting there. I think that the only place that I would say, like, you probably just really don't want to take him would be Steve's Avengers, simply because he has no superpowers that he's going to get any benefit out of. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple places where I feel like he he's more just a splash if you like him. I think Steve Vengers is is a good one. One thing I'm very curious to see is how the grunts interact with Sam Avengers. Yeah, I mean, because uh, yeah, because well, especially considering the wording on Ninja Vanish is they are KO'd. Yeah, right. Can you can you now force an activation of uh, of of Sam's leadership? Do you get some damage back and move somebody up? Yeah. I, and do it for I think, free, right? I think the answer to that question is yes, because when the Sam's leadership, when this character or an allied character is dazed or KO'd, now granted, this again goes back to the we don't know situation of grunts, but I would assume that a grunt is an allied character. Mm-hmm. Therefore, boom, Sam's leadership, I think, could trigger. And being able to do that without even having to interact with the other team is just, what? <laughs> and steal an objective in the, at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a crazy little a little bit of interaction there. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see if AMG actually touches on that or if it works exactly as we think it does. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. And then last but not least, I'd be remiss just totally remiss if i didn't say that i think shadowland daredevil plays well in web warriors there we go (laughs) i I actually agree with you completely i i think that one thing that web warriors is really missing is that really punchy character yeah and i think i think shadowland daredevil uh really fits that role nicely for them so and he can keep up with the rest of them which is important yeah I think it's kind of twofold in that I think that him being kind of a frontline punchy character, and if he's affiliated, I'm I'm super here for it. I doubt he will be, though, because it is a completely different version of the character. So there's that. But even if he's not affiliated, I think he's interesting in Web Warriors because, one, he, he kind of can be in that frontline, kind of be up there, and then mess with the secure objective situation, have the power to push buttons <laughs> to grab extracts. But not only that, but like... The ability to use the hand ninjas aggressively to get extracts onto your quote unquote safer characters. You know, someone hiding in the back like Miles or someone that is a little further back, you know, like a Gwen. And then having kind of the bait and switch aspect of a Gwen with a Shadowland Daredevil where, you know, he's up there in the thick of it attacking someone, then they want to clap back and all of a sudden she does a lifesaver to get him out of range or something like that. You know, fun stuff like that, I think, is very interesting that you can do. Yeah. Oh, and not just that, but uh, his his baton snare plays really well with uh, with both web snare and uh, and lifesaver and all that sort of stuff, because you, you have a lot of tools to put people out of position and to put your own people into a position you want them to be in. Exactly. Right. And I, I think there, there's a lot of play there. Exactly. And let's not forget that Amazing Spider-Man has a leadership, too. And with a character like Shadowland Daredevil being able to use that leadership, I think is very interesting. Because he can spend a power and then choose an enemy character that's within range 2. And then that character gains the slow special condition. And then if they already have the slow condition, you can do the same thing. You spend the power, blah, blah, blah. And then place that character within range 1 of its current position. So like 
I don't usually use Amazing Spider-Man's leadership because Miles is generally just more valuable with the ability to reroll skulls, the extra defensive reroll, stuff like that. But I think that Shadowland Daredevil brings an interesting take on the Amazing Spider-Man-led Web Warriors, especially if you can, you know, get that pursuit on that baton snare, get within that range to put that slow condition on someone like a black cat or or I, somebody like that. I mean, woof. I, I think slow just in general is one of the more underutilized of the status conditions. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where if you can put slow onto a number of characters and just leave it there. It's one of those conditions that are annoying enough that you're going to want to see them shake it. Oh, absolutely. Right? And I, I find that it's not like a bleed where, you know, people tend to ignore bleed until it matters, right? Until you're down to like one or two health. Uh, or it's not like incinerate or shock or something like that where it's directly affecting your ability to punch or take a punch. Slow is one of those things where like if you're in the thick of it, you don't really think about it. But all of a sudden, you know, if you slap slow on someone that's otherwise medium or long movers and then maybe you, you know, you web snare them or it keeps them within range for you to get your baton snare in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it sneaks up on people. Absolutely. And, and that's it, man. Like, I think it's I think that this is just a really interesting character that is going to going to see a lot of table time. Yeah, I, think. I, I agree. I, I like him a lot. I like the fact that he he feels like a very versatile four threat character. Yep. Yep, I completely agree. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. And suits out there listening, let us know what you think of Shadowland Daredevil. I know a lot of people commented on the Facebook post I made, and there's some lot of really interesting takes over there. And, you know, let us know what you think of the hand ninjas. Let us know if there's any interaction that you think is crazy. You can send us messages at Facebook. You can send us messages at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. You can. Uh, you know, if you're interested, again, join our Discord. It's uh, you got to go through our Patreon, Patreon.com/housepartyprotocol. It's a dollar a month, so you know you can come check that out. It ends up being like twelve bucks a year, and then also, Leland, uh, let's not forget that we've got a giveaway going on right now. Uh, we've got a giveaway for all of the new mutant wave that's coming out here in February very soon. It's the Gambit and Rogue, Magic and Colossus, Honey Badger and X-23, and Juggernaut, all releasing very soon. So I've got a giveaway going for that. Check out our Facebook page. It's the pin post over there. And Leland, we have to come up with a secret code for this week. Ooh, geez, now you're asking me to be creative. I know, right? It's crazy. I'm, I'm so good at like painting my little miniatures when I paint that it's like I can just put the paint on the spot where it goes. I don't have to actually come up with anything on my own, you know? I I think uh, I think Ninja Vanish. Ninja Vanish. Uh, it's perfect. I love it. Yep. That's that's what I was going to lean towards too. So, Ninja Vanish is your secret code for this week. So send us that message either on Facebook or via email, and uh, we will make sure to get your bonus entry counted there. And uh, yeah, Leland, where can people find you? So uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook or YouTube uh, at Aegis Brand Studios. I do do a bunch of uh, Crisis Protocol battle reports. I take a look at uh, new new releases when they hit when I'm able to. And just generally I try to try to be a nice voice in the community and, and chat with people. And then, of course, on your Discord. I mean, I'm, I lurk there all the time. You're, you're, you're a lurker and an interactor over there. It's wonderful to have you over there. I really appreciate that. And... Yes, everybody, make sure to check out Aegis Brand Studios. It's A-E-G-I-S, 
and uh, make sure to give that a look because it, you do some good stuff. I enjoy your battle reports oh. and and even even for games I don't play. I enjoy that. Oh, stuff, I, so. I appreciate it. I, I like it. Yeah, I do the do the do some of the other games that shall not be named. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Ah, uh, the the uh, all seeing eye in the sky that is that other company over there. But, exactly. Uh, but anyways, thank you so much for coming on and having this chat with me, man. It's always a great time, and I really appreciate it. Uh, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for giving me a shot at this again. Yeah, no problem, man. And suits again. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And if there's anything that you want to see more of on this show or less of on this show, just uh, send us that message. You know, I'm always open to feedback. And then additionally, if you have an opportunity on the platform that you listen to podcasts on to leave a review, if you'd please do that for us, leave a five star review and and then, you know, blast us in the actual review. But definitely five stars. Like that's that's definitely, (laughs) you know, I'll, I'll take that. Just, you know, it helps. Other people that are looking for crisis protocol content uh, make their way over here. And uh, if you like what we do, you know, share this out. Let everybody know that uh, HPP is the way. And uh, lastly, make sure to uh, be on the lookout for some fun stuff upcoming for us. We got some some nice, fun house party protocol things in the works. And uh, yeah, party on, Leland. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.